podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard comes out to Essien. Oh my goodness. It's a counter-attack. Here's Didier Drogba. And now Kedair in the middle. Drogba goes. Stretch it. Stretch it. Hello and welcome to another episode of Touchline Fracker Chelsea Hour. Uh, well, Chelsea Hour, I should say. Um, I've got a jam-packed cast tonight. I am here with Ben. How you doing, my bro? Who's that on the roof of the chopper? Hello, it's me again. <laughs> <laughs> what you have Yeah. You are so jarred, I said. Um. <laughs> Uh, Babs, how you doing, bro? Oh man, I'm just I'm just happy to be back in a winning mood, you know. Kind happy to be here, yeah. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, man, I'm here, bro. Um, Joe, how you doing, bro? I believe it's your debut. I don't think we've had you on before. Well, not when I've been on, but yeah. Nah, I've been on before, boy. What are you telling me? Okay, everyone, all good, good, yeah. All good, all good, all good. And Timson, my bro, what are you saying? I'm good, brother. Very look, looking forward to this episode. Yeah, man, we've got we've got quite a lot to unpack. Quite a lot to unpack from that game. Um, I don't know, me. I've certainly I certainly took a lot from that watching watching it. But yeah, let's 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 get into it without further ado. Yeah. So um, obviously, um, one year one one year win over Tottenham, as we've just seen. Um, quite comfortable performance from the boys. I thought generally were really good. Um, but um, I'm going to start with the lineup. So initially, obviously, we were discussing in the chat. I think it was yesterday um, about the inside forwards position and maybe whether Hudson Odoi should move in there. Um, and Meads was the one to call it. To be fair to him, shout out to him. He he actually called it, and um, we saw Hudson Odoi move into those middle positions into the inside forward position today. Um, so I'm going to come to you, Timson. Yeah, when you saw that, um, what was your initial thoughts on that specifically, and what was your thoughts on the lineup as a whole? Um. No shocks in terms of the lineups, uh, aside from pleasantly, pleasantly uh, pleased to see Reese James coming into it at right wing back, um, and then for Cho to come to play as one of those kind of um, two inside forwards, I was really happy, but slightly disappointed when I when I found out he was going to be normally operating on the right hand side. Yes, yes, I, sh- I shared that view as well. Um, I, I, I was of the view that if he was going to play the inside forward position, he had to play on the left so that he can come in and create a little bit more. He still, he still got the ball um, quite a bit and was and linked up really well, but I don't think we saw um, his talents on the ball as we've seen in previous games. But um, it, 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 it was okay. It still worked out pretty, pretty okay. Um, but um, yeah, we'll get into more more tactics in a minute, more personnel in a minute. Um, ben, what was your thoughts on on the lineup? Ben, you're on mute if you're talking. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, no, the lineup. I was, I was, um, I was good with the lineup apart from you know a certain man who shall not be named at left back. Um, yeah, no, the lineup was good. Um, obviously, I've been, um, obviously, Cho playing at, at right wing back has been um, something different. But 
obviously I want Reece to, I want um, Reece James to play a lot as well. So I was happy as well to see him come in at right wing back and see um, Cho get pushed forward. Um, yeah, um, I put Alonso at left wing back. I, I mean, if he's gonna play, this is the position he's probably gonna play. But um, yeah, I need him. I need him sent to the wall. I need him sent to Azkaban. I need him in Guantanamo because <laughs> you just can't trust the guy. So mm. yeah, I'm gonna need him out, man. How, how do you think he performed today? He was all like, it's just typical Alonso. He had some good moments. He had some mm. moments where it's like the annoying thing with Alonso is never the moments when he does dumb stuff. It's never because he like wants to do dumb stuff or he doesn't actually know how to apply himself. It's literally just laziness, mental and physical laziness a lot of the time. There's times when we're playing a free at the back, it's a it's a it's a wing back system. And this guy is occupying positions in the half space when he should be at the touchline just because he can't be asked to, to spread. And then there's times on the ball where he's like being lazy and holding on to it, almost like kind of waiting to draw the foul. And even same thing on the defence sometimes as well. Like I, I, we didn't look vulnerable that much to them today, but at times when we did, it was through the left. So Alonso, I just can't trust him, man. Even though he does give you good moments and technically he's quite sound. He, the guy lets the devil use him often, so... Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. I agree, I agree. I mean, um, I'm only sure what to come in from ASAP, but he 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 done pretty well today. He was he was pretty pretty sound, but I know that mistake is pending, like <laughs> sooner or later, and um, he's gonna cost us. I think, um, technically he's just so poor in terms of like dribbling and his just his general ability on the ball is just really poor that it takes away a lot from what we can, um, do in the attack, especially when we go down that side. But I'm um, not to draw any negatives too much, but um. Yeah, just a minor thing there. Um, so getting into the performance, um, Babs, I'm going to come to you. So what was your overall view of the performance? Um, and yeah, um, yeah, what, 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 what was your takes from the game? Yeah, so the first like couple of minutes in the first half, we, we started off with really, really good intent. You know, there was good interchange play. You know, one of the things I really, really liked is how Matt was dropping up into the half spaces and getting the ball from the centre-backs. I mean, that just allowed us to play the ball really, really quickly around the field. You know, there was nice switches of play. There was good pieces of interplay. And like it, it looked positive, you know, in the first half especially. Um, I feel like Werner was a bit... It was one of those performances where, like, you, you could have missed him, but you could have missed him, but then again, he won the penalty. You know, the, the, the two behind and him and Cho and Mount. I feel like Mount was all right in terms mm. of what he was doing before he made the final pass. But when it came to the final pass, there was lacking. I feel like Cho's interplay was all right with him, Reese James, but I still feel like he could have done a whole lot more to create some chances. But what I've got to say is the standout today in in terms of the game were definitely Jorginho and Kovacic. You know, like mm. they were they were amazing from back to front. You know, literally, the moment Kovacic came off, that's when it started to look like we were losing that like, real control of the game. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree, and I, and I knew that was going to happen when Kante came on. I think I think I did Mount is a disservice when you say he was all right. Still, I thought he was better than all right. I can't lie. Mm. I thought he was really really good. I thought his yeah. influence. On I, the I game feel like was, the the reason why I said um, all right is because. The agenda, the, isn't it? The, the, no, no, I don't have an agenda against my I love I love the guy. But no, I'm talking about the, the, the British agenda. Oh, the British agenda. No, no, no. no, no my my thing is in terms of like when you get when you got the ball in the half spaces and he turned for the final ball, there were just so many chances where like mm. it was like he was passing when he should have been shooting and shooting when he should have been passing, if you get what I mean. Yeah, fair, fair. It was that, that, that unsureness. Yeah, that, that is fair. But I feel like all of them had it. Um generally yeah. I thought he's good far far outweighed the bad. Um obviously, um we was we was talk, I was um debating in, in the group chat yesterday with not um certain man not to name any names but Dan Soff was saying that Mount should have started that but um obviously today Mount showed why um I was right and I felt like he was really really good I felt like everything we were good everything that was good about us today he was um involved in I liked his link up with with Cho I liked his link up with um um Werner when he when he got down the left a little bit as well and just generally receiving the ball in a half term was really really good and um he was very he was very intelligent in his position in, in terms of he knew um where the space was to drop in there to receive the ball and that gave us um a lot um a lot of impetus on the transition so yeah I was really happy with this performance um Joe what was your takes on the game um and who was your standouts well it was an okay game I'll I, it wasn't the best, in my opinion. I feel like we start off really good, very strong on the right. James and Callum were linking up well. But then I just feel like, yeah, Mount was doing well, dropping deep to collect the ball. But I just felt like his final pass wasn't it. And I felt like if Callum and him switched positions more, that maybe if Callum got the ball from deeper, his final ball would have been better. 
Kovacic and Jorginho were amazing. They did well on the press. They did well with distributing the ball forward. And with the defence, they were sturdy enough. Rudiger has some moments, but but Aaron Christensen has some moments too. But other than that, I feel like we were very sturdy defensively. Spurs didn't really ask us any questions when it comes to defensive work. So I feel like it was a very confident... I'll say it was a very confident win. Like I didn't feel like at any point we was gonna lose the game, mm. but I felt like we could have done more attacking wise. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Before we get into the cutting edge, because you made some good points in terms of the cutting edge, and um, I wanted to come back quickly to your point about Mountain Cho. So one thing I wanted, to, one thing I noticed, I don't know if you guys noticed. Um, um, I'm coming to Timson next, so I'm sure he'll probably pick up on it as well. Is that for me personally, out of position, and Mount even mentioned it in his post match. Um, um, interview that um, two cool instructed him to basically play a false nine role. So what we had was we had um, split almost two split strikers with Werner and Cho, and then you had Mount operating as a false nine. I think he would drop back into a number ten position. So with the with the thing with with um, Callum Hudson Odoi, um, his his position today was almost like off the ball. It was basically um, a striker next to Werner. And then um, on the ball, he'd drip into that pocket. So it wasn't um, the game that we usually saw see Callum Hudson's way play, especially the, the game they play against Burnley and, um, and Wolves, where he'd be picking up the ball in wide positions. I feel like his role was very, very different today. And um, Tuchel really, really um, hammered home some tactics in terms of um, off-the-ball positioning, which is good to see. It's good to see some, some coaching in there. But... Um, yeah, those of you who have watched youth ball before, I didn't watch much youth ball, but would have seen Callum play those positions before. But and obviously today is basically a throwback to that. Um, Timpson, what are your thoughts on um, overall the game? Um, how we set out tactically, and uh, did you did you pick up on what I just said as well in terms of our um, um, our personal off the ball? Yeah, I loved the first thing I tweeted was, "Is this what life is like under a tactician, under a true tactician?" Um, we come across very, very drilled. We knew what to do. Um, to be honest, I haven't seen us play look so organised in our in, in our patterns of play since um, we beat Tottenham at at their ground last season, um, and we caught them by surprise with a free at the back. But um, Jose would have had a wouldn't have had an idea we were going to play free at the back given the first two games under Tuchel. Um, but we just exploited that right-hand side and they just didn't seem to have um, any idea of how to cope. Um, it was just how organised and well-rehearsed we were. Um, Jorginho and Kovacic were so, so good like in terms of just keeping play ticking over. Um, the overloads on the right-hand side with Asper Equator very, very comfortable coming into those right-back positions. Um, and then whenever we would kind of lose ball in possession and we'd need to counter-press, you'd see Reese James um, dropping into the middle to be an extra body. And then when we did win it back, he was there in the midfield and then Callum would instinctively give us the whip. Um, I was really, really happy, but um, the only the only takeaway would be that um, we didn't kill the game when we had that. We didn't kill the game in the first half when we had like when we were dominating, and ultimately um, we managed to storm when they did come back into the game. We got lucky with the Vinicius header going wide, but um, I think. Uh, the biggest takeaway for me was that we were well drilled. It was our first proper test under Tuchel and we somewhat passed it. But um, I think the biggest takeaway for me is that we need someone to kill, finish these chances, whether it's someone already at the club or someone we need to bring in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we'll get on to that, um, that cutting edge part in a minute. Um, just wanted to focus on a bit on a couple more positives. But yeah, I'm, I completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. Um, first, first test under Tuchel and we passed it, man. Um, and I'm very, very happy very very happy with that performance um so yeah just to continue on the positives quickly before we go into the negatives um so obviously you touched on um Jorginho and Kovacic's um outstanding performance and I thought they were really really good today as well gave us a lot of control um Ben I'm gonna come to you um so wh where do you stand on on Jorginho and Kovacic because obviously they seem to just divide the fan base I mean even I was even me um in our other in our other group chat I was saying a couple of weeks ago how like I'm just not happy with them and um, wouldn't mind one of them going. But on the two call, you know, this new system with them two in the middle, they seem to be, have picked up a little bit. So where, where do you stand on this um, in terms of generally them at the club and how they play today? Um, to be honest, uh, I always think everyone's being that mad harsh a lot of the time, isn't it? Because obviously it's not a thing where, not everyone can split lines, I guess, and all that kind of stuff. And I think sometimes the job they do is quite underrated 
because there's a certain element of caution. Like I, even at times today, it's like that. It's like sometimes they've kind of said, "Oh, I'm the guy that kind of keeps things moving. I'm safe. I'm a calm all rounder type of thing." That's Kovacic especially, and it's like, "Oh, I can see the opportunity to make this pass. I could make it." but I'm going to play it safe type of thing. So I understand why people get frustrated. And I think they take out the frustration of those moments um, when they judge them overall. But I think if we're being objective, the job they do overall is, is super important. And it's, it's it's been super good, especially recently. I guess it's just those moments where you feel like they could play a pass or they could be a bit more risky and they choose not to. But if I'm being objective about them, I, I like both of them as players. I think it's a thing where... Um, you like to have all the tools in your toolbox if that makes sense to play any type of football that you that you can, if that makes sense. So um, let's say, for example, Jorginho had, wasn't playing every single week under Lampard. Neither was Kovacic at times, but they're still important players to have and keep there because your game plan can switch in in moments, not only in the game, but even like, over the course of a season as well. Like Jorginho was very much on the outside. And now look, he's, he's started what the last three him and Kovacic, great performances in the midfield. So I think with me, I, I like them both as players. I think the problems with them, the upsides and the downsides come more to do with how they're used rather than them as players. But I do understand why mm, people get frustrated. Yeah, good point. Yeah I, do, yeah, yeah, I do get why people get frustrated, particularly with the moments where they could make the pass, especially Kovacic, because he can... Jorginho can see a pass, yes. But Kovacic, I, I personally feel like Kovacic has always had all the tools, especially if you look at the different versions of him we've seen with um, Real, um, Inter, obviously, initially, under Sarin. At Chelsea, we've seen like three, four different versions of him as well. And then with Croatia too, he can def- he can dribble, he can see passes. Dribbling-wise, a lot, a lot of people can't even lay a glove on him, but I get why people get frustrated with that just last, that yeah. last cutting edge, if that makes sense, that he chooses not to do rather than he can't do. Yeah, I think I think it's, I think we just need to accept that he 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 becomes brain dead in the final third. But I, I like your point in terms of um, it, it's more about how they used rather than them as players. I think that's a really good point. Also, one thing I want to say as well is that um, I feel like in terms of the risky pass, yes, I, I get that that is that is true. But it, it annoys me when people um, place too much um, responsibility on them for us being toothless. Because I remember for the Wolves game, people were blaming them too for not being progressive enough. And I, and I get that. But at the same time, for me, I feel like their role in this system is for control. It's, it's ma- really mainly for control. Yes, they've got to be progressive. But in terms of the attack, you, we need our tens and our forward guys to really be the ones who are adding the kind edge. Not yeah, blame, I completely agree with that. Not so. blaming the middle two for yeah. for not for for not breaking lines. Like, I mean, no, come on, like, you know what I'm trying to say? But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Timpson, you can, you can, you can go, you can go, bro. Yeah. Um. All right. So I'm gonna try and give like um a level-headed argument as to why Kovacic for me um isn't really he would be one of the first he would be one of the players that I I'd be um, not stressed to see leave. Um, obviously, what you said is true. For me, in a midfield, he's the box to box that gives you a little bit of both um, in terms of the offensive side of the game and the defensive. And tactically, he's astute and he gives you that um, he gives you that dribbling and uh, control in, in games um, when when he's on it. Um, looking specifically in the Chelsea squad. Um, I think his direct comparison would probably be Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Um, and if we're talking about, um, if we're comparing the two, um, I think Ruben is, um, Ruben on his day is head and shoulders above cover on his day as well, uh, because he gives us that dribbling, that control in possession, um, that calm, the ability to drive forward and start attacks the way cover has driven forward in the Tottenham game tonight. But the final pass is more likely to be uh, of a better quality, but he also has a goal threat. And then obviously like the like stuff that sometimes get, gets overlooked, he adds that height and obviously physicality. Um, I think one thing that I will put cover above, I'll say cover has over him is um, when it comes to his pressing, but I think Ruben's still young enough to kind of, um, for his sake, uh, be drilled to improve in that in that aspect of his game. So for me, um, he doesn't add enough value on the defensive end or the offensive end. So this control um, that he brings isn't so um, encompassing that I think there's no one else in our squad capable of doing it. So if anyone has any kind of like disagreements or wants to comment on that, um, yeah, let me know. 
That's fair. That's fair. Um, anyone? I, 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 I personally... I, not I to spend like, too long on this, but yeah, go on. Yeah, no, I don't really like the comparison with him and Ruben, cause, only because I feel like they're different players, especially in terms of... I feel like Kovacic a lot of the time gets killed for not being a 10 out of 10 in the area he's not actually meant to be a 10 out of 10 in. Like, not everyone can be the guy that plays the final pass. If you look at Kovacic, if he was able to, or if he did bring, I guess, what certain other people in our squad, but particularly can bring in the final third, the guy would be talked about as one of the best midfielders in the world. And he's not, because his strengths are not in all thirds, all three thirds of the pitch. I think for me, Kovacic's um, strengths come in the first two thirds of the pitch in terms of building out. Obviously, Kovacic is, is good defensively anyways, um, better than Ruben defensively, even though Ruben has improved. Um, in terms of building out, that's basically Kovacic's bag. We saw last season when he was playing loads. No one in the league was even anywhere near him when it came to um, deep progressions and dribbles per game, dribbles, dribbles out of pressure, and even not even just um, stats-wise. When we watched Chelsea, literally, you would see Kovacic get surrounded by three, four men. Man are just leaving him on his own. He's dribbling out. He's either getting fouled or he's literally dribbling out. And I, I don't think that's Ruben's bag. I would say with Ruben, it's more the, the middle third and the final third. Whereas with Kovacic, it's the first third and the middle third, if that makes sense. So I, that's why I was, was sorry for Kovacic a bit in terms of how he gets slaughtered for his actions in the final third, when that's not really what he's there for or, or his bag, I guess, if you want to you want to say that. And I feel like because that's the obvious thing, as in like the final third type of things, he gets shit on a lot when he does loads and loads of important work deeper on the field, deeper in the field than that, sorry, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, no. I'll no, just come back on one one quick thing. All right. Um, so my ideal midfield balance, um, I talked about this in the group chat, is um a defensive-minded midfielder who screens and um breaks up opposition attacks. Then we have a creative midfielder who is charged with kind of creating from midfield, um, creating those goal scoring opportunities and that and being a goal threat. And then we have a third guy who does a bit of both, who supports um the other two def- the other two midfielders in the defensive and offensive so looking at those kind of midfield roles you can see it in um the really really well organized teams for like a Leicester for example those roles are clearly defined in Tillemans being the box to box John McGinn being the box to box for Aston Villa um looking at those three three roles in a midfield that I I perceive to be balanced um Kovacic has to be I, I can only see Kovacic being that box to box and Ruben also which is why I came with that comparison so in terms of being able to offer both being able to kind of embody that box-to-box role and do and 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 affect both ends of the field Ruben is better fair 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 nice I can't little, disagree um, with that I can't lie I can't disagree with that yeah same yeah nice nice little yeah. nice little back and forth there on the midfield um yeah, but yeah let's 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 move on um so Joe I wanted to come to you um about the you obviously you mentioned about the lack of cutting edge we had today um, so what, what 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 did you specifically put that down to? Was that um, any player specifically or just a, a team thing? Or And what do you think is the solution? Then after that, Babs, you can um, follow on from Joe. Joe, you're on mute, if you want. Yeah, well, well, we start off, well, it was good, like the interplay between Reese, Callum, Vernon, Mount on the right was looking nice. But as the game went on, like... I just don't know what it is with Werner. I just feel like I'm I'm done with him personally. Like I'm just not. He just doesn't add anything positive to the team. He just holds us back, in my personal opinion. I feel if we had maybe a Pulisic or maybe yeah, maybe a Pulisic in that position. Maybe swap um, Mount with Callum, have Callum come a bit deeper, get the ball. His final pass is way better. And I think Ziyech is coming back from an injury, so I wouldn't have rushed him back. So I feel Callum would have been the best person to be delivering that final ball into maybe a Mount and Pulisic. You might have had better luck on goal compared to Werner. But at the same time, I've got to say, Tottenham did do well with the... Um, shot blocking, they got in front of a lot of our shots. So I feel like the only issue I have at times with Kovacic and Jorginho is that they're not quick enough sometimes to pick out our runners. So Callum can make a very good run and Jorginho, Kovacic, sometimes even our defenders, Silva and yeah. um, Christensen, 
they're not yep. quick enough to pick him out. Mm. He makes that yeah. run at least how many times a game? They don't pick him out. And that's the issue. Maybe if we brought in maybe a Gilmore or something, maybe he might have the IQ, the width with him to pick Callum out quicker because he's making that run every single game and we're not finding him quick enough. And that's the issue. The I, main I, issue. I, I agree. I agree. I feel like um, we, we missed so many runs. Jermaine put in it out in the group chat um, yesterday. And I think part of the reason why our cutting edge is, 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 a, bit, is a bit crap right now is because of, of, of the amount of runs the amount of runs we, we miss as well as our final third decision which is poor um babs you want to come in on that as well yeah um coming on what just I'm, I'm actually worried now a bit in terms of our final third passing because one of the things that one of the one of, one of sorry one of kai's key strengths and one of our biggest investments is the fact that his off the ball runs are quite amazing and if we're not finding those passes we're going to struggle going forward so that is going to be a, a big big worry in terms of like our front three so to alleviate that I don't know what we're going to have to do but maybe it's going to be getting a Gilmore in there but if we do get a Gilmore in I don't think we can play the three at the back because by doing that we only have two bodies in the middle and Gilmore's quite slight and although we um, get onto a Jorginho about being small Gilmore also is quite small he's not exactly the quickest but yeah going on to the front three um, I felt it was alright today but I do feel like we lack the cutting edge we're blunt you know our strikers our striker sorry I mean Timo he's not really like getting some positions to shoot like some of his runs were, were quite worrying like Mount was running in through on goal and rather than um darting through into the space he just kept running out wide it's like he was scared to get the ball I mean there was another moment where um Kovacic had the ball and although Werner yeah he did make a run I, I still think that rush they made way way earlier through the central can I just interject areas. there real real quick real quick Go yeah on. I feel like you're, you're you're right in terms of Werner's runs out wide and Matt was running through the middle but I feel like that comes back to what I said in the beginning with how two calls set up the team I felt like I felt like there was split strikers um, which were Cho and Werner and then mm. Matt was the false nine um, yeah. I think um, and Mount confirmed it after the match, but if you guys maybe if you if you rewatch the game, I feel like that was really the setup um, and how Tuchel wanted it to go. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I get you, but my thing yeah. is, it was is the pass going in behind? Like it just wasn't happening. You yeah, know, like yeah. Well, when it did happen, it was just it was like the last second, and it was yeah, the moment I, I where um, that like like even when even when the ball did get to Vernon, it, it was just late. Like I, did, yeah. I just I, like, I'm quite worried because although I play in, in the in the back and the middle third is quite nice, it's snappy. Mm-hmm. We're, we're doing quick passing triangles. We're, be, we're beating the press very very well. It's like when we get into the final third, it's like this massive brain frame. It's like oh like oh shit, what are we supposed to do here? And I feel like mm-hmm. it's, it's part and parcel of the fact that we don't really have any any real shooters in our team. If we're being totally honest, you know, we saw it in purple patches from Pulisic. You know, we haven't seen it yet from Werner consistently. You know, Kai hasn't really like settled down yet. Cho's not really a shooter. You know, Mount's not really a shooter. So it's kind of like, what's going to happen now? Because at the end of the day, like we need to we need to be scoring goals to, to win games. And if we're not doing that, like the game like today against Spurs, we only scored one goal. If we do that against a City, United, a Liverpool, mm-hmm. it's not it's not going to run. Yeah, to, be, to be fair though, Babs, in it, I, I just want to say quickly, in it, I think I think that will come in it personally, in it, because especially when you look at the age and profile of these players and the fact that obviously Tuchel's not been here that long, but mm. I think it's definitely an encouraging sign that we're actually just seeing these situations um, develop more, if that makes yeah. sense. So yeah, the I think, yeah, I agree. Yeah, this is literally just the case of like it, training every single day. These men do. Um, final third situations in it, so I think it will come. It will come. I think Werner's defo been bright in terms of t- like, even if he's not putting it in the net, I think mm. we saw a different. I think we've probably seen the best Werner we've seen. He was a lot better today. A yeah, lot better. We've probably saw the best Werner we've seen in months today purely because the runs. I think he he gave us so much today, even though he wasn't always played in. I think he gave us loads in terms. He of looked a runs. little bit more assured as well on the ball. Yeah. I wasn't as scared. I wasn't as scared when he got the ball um, yeah. today. But yeah, um, I think he will come. I think he's. I think yeah. he's. Obviously, I've never really been like over. Um, you know, what I mean, over the top in terms of the fact that yeah, he's doing shit right now. But I, I've always, I've always trusted that it will come in it. And I think today was a really encouraging sign, especially with the runs. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, uh, I completely agree with what you, what both of you saying. And in terms of, um, in terms of um, finding the runs, I feel like yeah, Tuchel really needs to start drilling that into the players because we make so many runs off the ball. And they just missed all the time. Like Tuchel really needs to draw into the place, be braver with the pass. Um, but um, I, I I am with Ben in the sense that I feel like it will come in the sense that um, you know 
our forwards will hopefully, hopefully with Werner, which was more encouraging today, his performance, I feel like hopefully he can find a bit of form. But generally, I agree with Babs in the sense that our forwards are holding us back right now. And it just seems to be the story of Chelsea, season after season. It's always the forwards that are holding us back. Like, I don't know when we can get rid of this curse. But um, yeah, as soon as, the, I think, as soon as the forwards start firing, that's the final piece in the jigsaw. And we, we should be okay for the rest of the season. But right now, they do need to pattern up. And they need to be found and they need to actually be um, decisive in the final third. Um, but yeah, hopefully... Anyhow, anyhow well, any of those forwards finish with more goals than Anthony Martial, there's going to be big trouble on this platform. That's all I <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Karen, is, is that a shot to the Mugga Mafia? Oh, brother, you know I've been warring them from the beginning, so... You know, <laughs> <I hear it>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Do you know what it is, yeah? yeah One I'm thing I've noticed from watching the way we've played and Tuchel and the way he talks is that He's still learning our he's still learning about our players and what they can do. And I think that was evident today with the way he pushed Callum further up the pitch. I feel like what is missing is Ziyech at the moment. We need him in that position that Mount was in to put in those final balls, those through balls, because he is at the moment one of the best at it in the team. Mm-hmm. I feel we need to move Callum to the left. And maybe try Pulisic on the right because at the moment his all that dribbling he's doing is just like I don't I don't have time for it. So we need him to <laughs> get into the box and try and put Son in the back of the net. We need Callum on the left to give us that tre- tre- that drive, left, yeah. that creativity from the left. We need that creativity from him from the left. Ziyech in the hole to create from there. We need um, honestly. With James, yeah, I was watching him today and he was okay, but I just feel like he needs to, I don't know, I just, I need more from him. I don't know, I wasn't, I wasn't I feel like, content with him today. I feel like him in the team today, he was, he had a job um, to make sure that obviously Son wasn't as active, but I do understand what you're saying. Generally, I thought for, the, for like the first first half, especially, he was he was quite good. He gave us that extra bit down the right-hand side, but um, I think second half, his influence kind of died down a little bit. But I agree, but the ZH point is, is good as well because I feel like today, if he was on the pitch today, there was so much space in that middle, um, he would have he would have picked up passes for fun. And like you said, he was, um, um, like you said, he's the best at um, doing those through balls. So um, we saw it against um, Wolves. Um, he was trying some through balls there. Um, those, those, those balls down the side, he's very, very good at it. Um, so yeah, when he comes back in, hopefully he can add that. But yeah, Babs, um, last point on this one. Yeah, uh, one thing I want to say that I was actually excited about going forward was the corner routines. I, I was I was liking that a lot because it showed yeah, a yeah. lot of variation. Mm-hmm. Like, like in terms of just like rather than just whipping into Zuma, like we can actually like play the ball and play move it around yeah. quickly. Big drip, like, big there were drip. chances. There were chances. So there was the first one where Matt was um, unluckily offside. I mean, there was the second one especially, which I thought was really really good. But yeah, find like, the ball from Matt wasn't the best, but that. That amount of space to mm. have the ball for the final for the final pass. If that's a ZH there, I know that we can create good chances from there for goals. And that's definitely good for me going forward. Definitely. I had my hands on my head when Mount squatted that second that second um, opportunity when you put it over. But um yeah, um overall I think um it's, it's, the positives are when the negatives right now. So I feel like the the patterns of play um are over are um overriding the fact that our forwards are not on form right now. So hopefully when that picks up it all comes together. But yeah, all good from that perspective in terms yeah, of the performance. Is that, is that Lampard hangover, man? Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. Because if it is, they need to shake it off pretty quickly. Yeah. Um so that we can kill off teams. But um yeah, let's um move on. Unless there's any other final words on the Tottenham game. I was just going to say formation personally, but yeah, that's that. Actually, I was going to ask you guys just real quick. So, what's you guys' um, thoughts on the formation? Because obviously, um, Tuchel's known to he obviously PSG, he he played um, different formations. So, he played 4 3 3 sometimes, 4 2 2 2. Obviously, he's come in and played a 3. Um, so, do you guys think Tuchel will stick with this 3 going forward, or um, do you think he's going to change it in certain games? Um, I just want to get Timpson on that quickly and then yeah maybe we move on credit karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions and now they want to help you even more with a credit karma money spend account you can be rewarded for good money habits credit karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases just pay with your debit card and if you win you'll be notified on the spot and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account 
Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Cool. So um, I mentioned this before. Um, it's nice to have a tactician um, as a manager, but my personal preference is to have like um, the way Klopp's gone about things with Liverpool. He's settled on a system, not um, a best 11, but he's settled on a system. Um, and he's, instead of kind of um, being a sort of chameleon that Tuchel's known for, he's refined that 4-3-3 system um, to deal with multiple um, formations and opposition patterns of play. Um, and he's just constantly refined it to make it better and better and better, um, especially learning from bad games and stuff like that. And that's my preference. Um, for now, it's working really, really well. But um, in regards to Callum Hudson-Odoi, who is the star, who, who's, who's one of the, the, the highlights in this formation, um, I think um, it somewhat limits him a little bit just because... Um, he, on the left-hand side, he can score, he can create, and he just provides um, a different a different quality of problems for opposition. And I think to get the best out of him, a better, a change in formation um, would be would, would be would be nice to see. I don't know, man, because Chelsea's Cho, got two men in the matches, so I don't know. It's, it's debatable, really. It's debatable. I, but I think just yeah, to quickly hop in, I think. Cho has benefited from it, but I think the, the real reason why he's doing this through the back thing is to shoehorn Timo in and try to get the best out of him. Just in terms of like having the wing back there to like not not have him having to um, hold the wings way too much. I'm not even sure it's that, that you know, Babish, you know. I, I think he's playing it because it's just the easiest thing to quickly implement. Like, I agree. And I think I think it gets the, the talent on the pitch, if that makes sense. But yeah, go on. Yeah, hundreds. Yeah, but no, I, I just think that's I think I just think that's the way you should do it. I think just to like alleviate Timo and help him like get in, in amongst the goals more. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Cool. Um, let's move on from the Tottenham game. Um, I want to quickly reverse everyone's minds back to Sunday. Obviously, we had a game against Burnley, uh, comfortable two 0 win. Um, yeah, I was again another another really good performance. I thought um, um, we were vastly in control of the game. Um, second half, I thought Hudson Doyle was absolutely outstanding. Um, oh, watching him was just, he, he just oozed quality all over um, in terms of his his wing play. Um, and the amount of chances we create with him out there, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy. Um, so yeah, he was outstanding. And I felt genuinely, um, again, like today, we saw some nice patterns of play. Um, first half was a little bit shaky. I thought, I thought we were still, still confidence was still pretty low, but then once that first goal went in and we really kicked on from there, um, Joe, what was your thoughts on the game overall and um, any stand-up performance for you? Burnley. Yes, yes, the Burnley game. Yeah, um, to be honest, from that game, Alonso, I don't want to say he had a great game because obviously Alonso is Alonso, isn't it? But obviously when he got his goal, he was decent and passed. I will say really for me it was Callum. Really, he ran the show as he's done in the Wolves game, as he's done when he's come off the bench this season. He's really been, he's really, in my opinion, been a standout player this season. And I feel like he hasn't even showed 50% of what he can do. He's just warming up. He was very good on the right, showing his pace on the right, his delivery, putting a lot of passes on the plate. We need to work on our finishing a lot. I can't lie. Pulisic had a chance the second half that Callum put on the play for him, he couldn't finish. Disappointing. But yeah, it was it was an okay game. Aspie was decent at the back. Rudiger had some okay moments. His passing can be a bit questionable at times. Um Jorginho Kovacic, they were calm. But really and truly, since Tuchel's come in, Callum's really been the star. He's been shining. And I feel like what Tuchel is doing with Callum at the moment is like, I feel like he knows what Callum can give him on the left. 
So right now he's trying to optimize what Callum can give us from the right while mm. he tries to get the most out of the rest of the team that is mm. underperforming. And I feel with the free at the back system that he's doing right now, obviously I feel like that is one of the things in his repertoire when it comes to his formation. But I feel like it's the best way to ingrain the way he wants to play football while having some sort of security if, when it comes to defensively. So at the moment, I'm just loving what he's doing. And yeah, I just want more from the rest of the team. I want to see Callum maybe push to the left now so that maybe he can give us more of a creative goal threat. Yeah, um, yeah you make a good point. And don't, don't forget, guys, um, after the uh, Burnley game, Tuchel did speak about um, Callum being able to play from the left. So he's definitely aware of this. So I feel like, um, yeah, you guys will get your wish very, very soon, even though I think he's doing perfectly fine on the right. Um, but yeah, I do get you guys' wish to, for him to be on the left. Um, Babs, I wanted, I wanted to come to you um, concerning Tammy, um, because obviously we had a little um, back and forth in a group chat. What did you think of his performance and what did you think of him getting subbed off at halftime? Hi, you really wanted to come and drop me in hot pepper today. Wow, <laughs> wow. You know, you know the vibes, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, quick plug, you know, we covered the game with the, pa- we covered the, game with the Patreon, you know, quick post-match game, post-match reaction, but yeah. The first 20 minutes, I thought Tammy was all right in terms of his interplay and dropping in to receive the ball and leave space for the for Mount to spin off running behind. But the moment that tackle came in from, from Tarkowski, he was in his head of rent free. And that was it, game over. There was nothing that Tammy could do again. Like literally, the moment the ball was coming in from him, it was just bouncing off his foot again. Like it was like he, it was like it made a hard reset on him. And just from there, I knew that the striker had to be changed quick. Yeah, yeah. Me, I watched the game back. I thought he was poor, personally, and and I fear for Tam, I fear for Tammy um, on Tuchel. I'm not sure. Honestly, you know what the funny thing? I fear him. for all our strikers. Yeah, yeah. No, to be fair, to be fair, I, I fear for all of our strikers, but I fear for him the most. I fear for Giroud the least. I fear for him the most, and I think Sunday he, he I thought he was poor, man. I thought he was poor. Um, Timson, I'm going to bring you in. Um, what 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 do you? What did you think of Tammy on Sunday? And do you think Tuchel is going to um, use them as much as Lampard used them? All right. Um, so on paper, I feel like this team, um, we've relied on, if you look at historically, some of our, be- our better strikers have all been um, target men, uh, a focal point for us to build our attacks from. Now, with Tammy... Um, He's more. He's closer. He, he's he's closer to um, what we need. I think at this current point in time, in terms of a complete forward, someone who's uh, big enough to be a focal point, hold the ball, link play, but also stretch defenders and be a threat aerially. So with that on paper, he looks like the best fit in comparison to Giroud, Timo, and himself. But um, looking specifically at the Burnley game. Um, he was given that opportunity because I think Tuchel has seen he's got the attributes to be a good complete forward, but um, ultimately he was he was quite poor. Um, his hold up play wasn't good. He was actually shown up by Chris Wood in regards to hold up play, and we and I'm not sure if you guys can remember how little Chris Wood touched the ball, but when it did, he made it stick um, as best he could in comparison to um, Tammy. And I think the highlight for me was when um, a ball came, a ball was cleared, or it went long to him, and he braced himself, ready to control it on his chest. The ball bounced a little bit further ahead of him and it bounced over his head and went straight to the Burnley defence. So ultimately, I don't think he had a good uh, a good day at the office that day, but um, I think um, Tuchel won't hold that against him for the long term. Joe, do you want to jump in? Yeah, so with Tammy, yeah, I can't lie. When you said that you were worried about Tammy, I could not agree more because... When I watch Tammy, since he's coming on the Frank, I'll say that he has the qualities to be one of the best strikers in the league. Like, but when it just comes to his his grit and whether he wants it, like sometimes I just see him and I just feel like I always end up saying at the end, oh, Tammy could have done better there. And I feel like under Tuchel, like he's not gonna settle for that, like sometimes the half-hearted attempts, the sloppy hold-up play. Like, Tammy, like, he's done well to contribute with goals. Like, he can poach the cheeky goal here and there. But when it comes to him being for back-to-back games, being that force, being that target man, that focal point, the guy that holds up the ball, links up the pay, stays on side, 
and gets onto the end of these deliveries that Callum or Reese or Ben or whoever are giving us, I just don't feel like he's that guy. He has improved a lot and hopefully he can improve more on the Tuchel. But the thing with Tammy is just that sometimes I feel like he just doesn't put his all into it. And sometimes his initiative cannot be the greatest. And I feel like that's what could kill him in the long haul with Tuchel because with all these rumours about getting Haaland in the summer, I don't think we're going to move on Werner anytime soon. And Tammy hasn't signed a contract, so... He really mm. needs to put his head down and really try and show him, show Tuchel why he should be our starting striker. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. Um, ben, where do you stand on this? I haven't really heard your opinions on Tammy for a while, to be fair. Um, obviously, like I like Tammy as a person. It seems like a good lad, didn't it? Yeah, and that. But if we're all being honest here, and that like he was never really going to be like the, the standard, and if that makes sense, long term. So I think what's happening now is something that was always due to happen. I feel like the only way he was ever really going to stay here long term was maybe as a backup guy or maybe as more facilitate more of a facilitator type of striker. I don't feel like he's a good hold up man. I think he's just big. And I think his his bag and his USP was more being a poacher. Like you see DCL. I don't think that I don't honestly I don't see the difference between um obviously I think DCL's goals are more like maybe scrappy and Tammy's are more polished, but in terms of the style and how they look to get goals. It's pretty similar in terms of in the box finishing type of thing, if that makes sense. Even though DCL does Instinctive a lot of, finishes. Yeah, exactly. Even though DCL does a lot of headers and all that kind of stuff. Um if I'm if I'm being honest, this this was always gonna happen, if that makes sense, eventually. I'm maybe surprised about how soon this happened. And people make recoveries all the time. It's still a long time to go in this season. Who knows? He might make some sort of recovery. He's more mobile than Giroud. Giroud's contract is up the end of the season. So who knows what might happen with Tammy? But if we're all being honest here, Tammy was never going to be our starting striker as in at a time when you know at any normal period he wasn't going to be our, our starting striker so it's one of them ones where you kind of have to charge it to the game I think he'll still have a good prem career though but you have to charge it to the game man um, let's be clear though I, I'm personally not writing him off just yet I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure he feel um I think it's very, very possible that he might still stay and, you know, play a big role in the team. But I just feel like um, him coming off on Sunday was quite dabbing, considering that, in my opinion, he was pretty poor. But um, I th- but the good thing is, I think Tuchel seems like a good coach and he seems like someone that knows how to get the best out of guys and kind of man-manage them. So I think um, he'll be doing some work with him probably on the training ground. But, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much that from the Burnley game. Um, was there any list of questions, Babs? Or if not... No, I thought, I thought we're gonna go. I thought we're gonna go for the games going forward. Or do you want to go do listen to questions now? Um, well, have you got questions though? Yeah, there's quite a few to be fair. Okay, cool. Well, let's look at the games going forward though quickly, and then we'll do the questions. So I, I was actually looking at the running going forward, and I do remember. I'm just gonna bring it up now. I do remember after this game it being not too bad, not to jinx anything, hopefully. But yeah, so yeah, Sheffield United next. Then we've got Barnsley in the cup, Newcastle, Southampton, Atletico Madrid, United. So the next, I think. Next three games: Sheffield United, Newcastle, and Southampton. If we can pick up, hopefully pick up maximum points from that, we might be in a quite a good position um, in the table and going into the Champions League game. But yeah, from the running here on out, um, gotta come to Timpson. How how are you feeling about you know the, the the table charge? If you like, do you think we can kind of go on a run and make make that top four? Or what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think. With how crazy this current Premier League season is, um, looking at who are Liverpool are playing um, and who Spurs are playing, kind of playing each other, I think. Um, I think I can't remember who it is that's got a run of like Everton, Leicester, um, yeah, and Liverpool. That's I think. Liverpool, yeah, that's Liverpool. Yeah, so um, looking at that, they could easily follow. They they could easily kind of find themselves um, even further adrift than they are at. at, at looking at against the in comparison to the top um the next three games i would expect nothing less than nine points out of nine um given the form and um Tuchel's meticulous um ability to exploit teams weaknesses it'll be interesting to see what he does against um against Southampton but uh they'll be looking uh, uh, they'll still be carrying baggage from that nine nil recently so um very interested to see how it goes but um if we can string like these three, these next three fixtures, if we can get wins out of them and um, 
go from there it's very very it's very very probable um we could be closer than the, to the top four than we are now yep yep totally agree yeah um i think it's imperative that we go on a run of six to eight games of consistency and um that will put us right back into it um we need to pick up points that fast but like you said the league is crazy so i don't know who yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah, I, I don't think in my, ever in my life as a Chelsea fan I would ever be worried about West Ham's fixtures going forward. <laughs> For <laughs> this, real, this, this, this is a madness. Like, who's watching at, them, man? It's crazy. Right, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at um, Leicester. They've got Wolves, Liverpool, and Villa next, and they're six points ahead of us in the next three games. Um, Liverpool, they've got City, Leicester, and Everton. They're four points ahead, ahead of us, and I do feel like if I feel like there's going to be points dropped there in those yeah. three games, especially so. If we Definitely. are to be serious about this top fourteen, we need to win at least two of those next three games. That seven points minimum has to be has to be in. And if we're serious, mm-hmm. it has to be nine because that's mm-hmm. what Southampton that, that are injury ridden, Sheffield United who are like rock bottom of the table, and Newcastle, even though they've been on better form, I just don't think they're a very good team at the moment. I think we need nine personally because we've yeah, dropped think, so many nine, points. Yeah. We've got so much making up to do from the first half of the season on the Lampard. We need the teams that we should beat. We have to beat. Convincingly, this is why we need our forward guys to really come into form and just step up, man, and just be clinical. But, um, yeah, enough of that. Let's rattle through some list of questions and then go to bed because I'm tired. <laughs> but, yeah, that's <laughs> right. So, shout out to Discord listeners again, as you as per usual, you know, them, them, man, there, they get the priority for questioning. First off, we've got TK, brother TK, shout out you. He wants to know, um, what you guys' thoughts are on the attacking trio. I'm going to ask you, Timson, what, what, what are your thoughts? Do you think we should change it? Do you think it's going to be good enough going forward or do you think there has to be a sign that has to be made? Um, I said we need, a, we need a goal scorer. We need someone to kill the game when we are on top in uh, situations like the first half. Um, right now, with the current formation and, and, and the form and the, way peop- and, and the way the system's working so well, um, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But personnel-wise, definitely we need someone. We need one of our three strikers, whether it's Timo Giroud or Tammy, to step up and just start putting the ball in the back of the net consistently. Yeah, man, I definitely agree. Um, next up from Sam, do we stick to this formation long-term? Shemi, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think we go game by game. Um, right now, um, as Timpson said, I think because it's not broken, don't fix it. So I'd say, um, so far, next three games against the smaller sides, I'd say um, keep it and um, obviously move um, Hudson as a wing back um, so that we have that extra winger, as we all know how it plans out. Um, and then, yeah, just go from there. And then once a problem arises, then we can fix it. Um, I've watching two calls teams against, um, so his PhD team, he used four at the back a lot. So he's he's very flexible and I know he will change it if needed. But for, the, for, the, for this moment in time, yeah, because um, it's worked, I'd say um, leave it for this moment in time. Fair enough. Um, going on to the question from the, from the guys on Twitter, Ty wants to know, where do you guys think the issue with finishing stems from? Because not only is Werner being poor, but it seems to be a general thing amongst our squad that we're not really clinical in front of goal. Ben, what do you think? Wait, repeat the question, please. Yeah, so Ty wants to know um, why do you, what where do you think this thing of our finishing, our poor finishing, where do you think it stems from? Because it doesn't seem like it's just team that's been poor in front of goal. It seems that it's been like a general squad kind of thing this season. To be honest, you know what? That's actually a super interesting question because obviously these men, they practice finishing every single day in training. And I can't even say it's a thing where, you know, the, the chances they're getting are like, how do you say alien to them compared to what they're training with because even all the crosses and all that kind of stuff with um with what that Lampard was doing they're obviously doing the same thing in training I don't even know what to say you know really obviously Werner's one seems like mainly confidence especially with ones like the Fulham one where that's just that's not even something you can train for and that's the type of finish that he would do on a normal very normal day in Germany so in terms of the general poor finishing, I'm not even sure what to put that down. It's, it's, it's mad because, sorry, sorry to cut in, Ben. It's mad okay. though, because even under Lampard, if you guys remember early Lampard, so first few months under him last season, we were creating so many chances and our finishing was just, just we just went clear. Yeah, it so was it's been happening. Fab, it's been happening for a long time. The Sheffield but, game. but the thing is, though, yeah, and the Norwich game. Yeah. The thing is, though, about that, though, I don't think our finishing was as bad as this, as it was last season. I think, yeah, I think, as you said, Werner's confidence. Lampard's killed Werner. So 
him playing, he was playing left wing for majority of the season, just playing crap. And he, yeah, his confidence is just is in the drain. So until his confidence comes back, when he gets one, I feel like he'll be fine. Because anyone that's actually watched the nature of Werner's goals in Germany, he is a lethal finisher. So yeah, I feel he's like be very emphatic. You know what I'm saying? Very emphatic. So once one goes in for him, I think he'll be fine. Tammy, generally, we know is not, if it's not instinctive, he's not the most clinical. Um, who's the other striker? Giroud is probably the most clean, pure striker um, in terms of when he gets a chance. But even most of his chances are headers, really, truthfully. I can't remember too many chances mm-hmm. he's really scored with his feet. Um, not, that's not his problem. It's just the nature of the chances that he's been getting um, under Lampard. So, yeah, it's, it's a mad one. So, me, I don't know. Timson, obviously, I'm not I'm not really in the um, um, Holland camp, even though I think he's an amazing striker. But I'm to Holland, you know. However, you say his name. I say it's Holland. Is it Holland or Holland? Holland. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not in the Holland camp yet because I because like yeah, it's just too much. But I completely um, understand why Timson wants him because obviously finishing is clearly an issue for this team. But yeah. It- you know what it is, yeah. From what I've seen so far, from what I've seen this season, is that it's, I think was it you that said that if it don't, if it's working, don't change it in it. But I feel like from what I've seen this season, is I feel like the composition of our attack is very, very important. And Callum on the right has been good. Timo has tried on the left. Mount has tried in the hole and maybe a bit forward. Pulisic has tried a bit forward on the left. But I feel like we need to really move Callum maybe to the left in that inside forward position. We need to bring in ZH in and maybe try... Obviously, I feel like when it comes to all of our attackers, Giroud has been, I feel like, is our most likely to get a goal. But I feel like maybe try and have it up, have it up front. I feel like maybe we could get something there because... He is a good finisher. We just need to get him in the positions to finish. And he does give the ball away a lot. So we don't really want him in midfield. And he does get lost a lot. And one thing that he is good is losing his marker. He's very good at finding space. So we need to get him in a position where he can find space. And if he's finding space, maybe we can get people like Callum and Ziyech to find him in that space. And I feel like once we get the composition of our attack right, I feel like we'll get more. Yeah, Joe, I think I think you were spot on there. I think the composition is going to be a massive thing because I don't know about you guys here, but we need to get the shooters out, man. We need to get the shooters out because I remember at the beginning of the season, people were gassing up this whole, uh, Z, when ZH is fit, you know, when ZH, Werner and Pulisic are all fit together, they can be our front three and... That happened and it was absolutely diabolical. So. You know what? Yeah, let me Go step ahead. in there. To be fair, to be fair, if you remember from October to November, bruv, how many how many teams did we score three or more goals against? It was a lot. Yeah, it but was it wasn't that attack. And and when you have to think, when you think it was, about it was it was it was Werner, it was Werner, Abraham, and Ziyech. Was it really? Was it you know? Was it Kurt Zuma with a couple goals here and there? Oh no no, Zuma chipped it, in, but don't was, remember was Werner. Really? Werner scored like eight goals this season, and that all came in that period. Same with um, mm, um, ZH. Let's, let's be honest. Let's be honest here, bro. That's that's not enough. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's enough. But my point is, my point is, you're saying the four, the, that three um, has hasn't has stunk out the season, right? But mm. my, I'm, what I'm saying is, there was a moment like beginning of the season where it was working and they were firing. Do you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying. Um, but look at the remember, opposition we were playing against. Yeah, no, no, that's good point. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. We were playing against the opposition. We've done it well week. Um, that's very true. We haven't done it against the big sides yet. They didn't do it against the big sides, but. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so yeah. going on to one of our last questions from um, Rohan. He said he's a he's a big Kante fan, but do we think we can play possession style with him in the team? No. No? Why, why do you think that? I just think he's done. Really? Nah, come on. So, done. I, I think with Wait, Kante... Go first? I think with Kante, yeah. Personally, I know a lot of the Chelsea Hour um, panellists have... Um, said that he's quite good at one touch and think, I think he's okay at one touch and I think um, his passing range is actually pretty good but I feel like um, one touch he's okay and um, un- receiving the ball under duress he's okay and I don't think okay is good enough um, and as we saw today when he came on you know when he received the ball and he got pressed prav, like, and he, it's, it's happened bare times this season when he gets pressed yeah like he's not looking as press resistant as he as he was under Conte 
when he played in two with Matic. Um, and certainly not as press resistant as Jorginho Kovacic are. So personally, I feel like um, the question was about what was the question again? It was about playing? It was about playing? Name Kante in this possession style. Possession style, yeah. I feel like I feel like he keeps the ball ticking, and he his passing range is pretty good. Like he can he can he can he can spot long range passes and execute them well. But I thought my issue with him is um, he's receiving the ball under pressure and his one touch. I don't feel like they're the standard. It's not the standard of Jorginho and Kovacic personally. Boy, fair enough, Joe. I, I know you wanted to come with a rebuttal there. What, what do you What do you think, Joe? You know, it is a canter. I can't lie. Yet, obviously, he hasn't had the greatest moments, but a lot of people have attributed certain players who haven't done the greatest to Lampard. So, if we're gonna attribute a lot of underperformance to Lampard, I feel like Kante this season hasn't always looked the best, and I feel like Lampard has not. I feel like Lampard has put our midfielders, Kante, Jorginho, Kovacic, out to dry a lot this season. And I feel like with the way Tuchel likes to play, I feel like at the moment, because of the injury, the timing and the, the results, the games we've been having coming up, he hasn't had the time to really fit Kante in. But I do believe that once he moves to more of a like maybe a 4-3-3 which I think will be coming <laughs> he will find space for Kante in there I feel like he'll continue to keep maybe I feel like he's going to bring back Sarri's midfield that's what I'm thinking most I, I was likely. just about to I was just about, can I just jump in there real quick yeah um, on your point yeah on your point about Lampard I don't agree because even on the Sarri for me yeah when he played that midfield three yeah he was good at um, making um, runs and he was good at um, his ball carrying was really good in that midfield three. But even then, in that in that system where Sarri wanted to pop off the pop off the ball a lot and do possession style, I don't think his his like his one touch and was was all that great. I don't think it was amazing. It was okay. I don't think it was great though, if that makes sense. So it's not just under Lampard. Even these, this has been my thoughts since Sarri. So that's just my opinion in it. I don't. I'm open to hear people disagreeing, but that is my opinion. Do you, yeah. Do you think that? Oh, I get what you're saying. I don't disagree. I don't think he's the greatest going forward. Like, he has his moments where he can, like, maybe against Liverpool, certain switches he was doing. Like, he has his moments, but he's not the most consistent when it comes to his efficiency going forward. I get that. But at the same time, do you think that was because of maybe the composition? Because for the majority of the Sarri season, we had Jorginho, Kante, Kovacic. And Ruben wasn't always in that composition. Do you feel that like maybe we had maybe more of maybe like a Jorginho Kante Ruben, we would have seen a bit less of Kante going forward, more Ruben going forward and having Kante more of as the facilitator, the guy that's the destroyer. Do you feel like maybe we had something like that, that he would have done better or looked better in your eyes? Like it could be better, but I think that's where one of our problems with our squad comes in, like the composition. Like I do feel like if we do have Jorginho and Kante in as a prerequisite, that leaves one more position in the midfield. So that's going to either be Kai or Mount, and then from there, like we know there's going to be problems there because if you do play, if you do play a Mount there, you don't really have that that final third pass. But if you do play a Kai there, it kind of leaves a bit more defensive work for um, a Jorginho and a Kante to do. But yeah, I do think the midfield composition is going to be interesting because I do feel like once Kante is back fit again, we will see the best of him. And I feel like like a game against Atletico Madrid, we're going to see him shine. But yeah, to end the podcast off um, with one more question, where do you guys think we're going to finish this season? Fourth or third place? Fourth. 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 Yeah, Kando. I'm looking at it, yeah. Four points off the top four. Man, them are just dropping points, dropping points, dropping points. They've niced us really and truly. Mm. Yeah, and I need that fourth, as in I need it, because the banner we've held this season as well, I know someone is losing out on top four. And whoever that is, it's, it's a W to me. When the ops suffer, I'm joyful. You know them ones. So I'm just going to need that fourth place. Then we can really start bantering some people. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to see third, if anything. I can't lie. Because I do, really I do true. think, I do think, see, I know City are, are, are like, they're comfy at the top, but I'm wondering, like, if you know they're going to be able to, you know, actually maintain this run of, like, just outperforming the XG. And even though they did have that game against Southampton, I do feel like they're going to drop off eventually. Listen, Babs. I think Leicester will drop off as well. Yeah. yeah. Listen, you, man, let me say right now, anyhow, 
we finish above Man United, just book me into rehab. Just, <laughs> just book the rehab from now. Just book it from now. There'll be big trouble. I'm just saying that now. I'm making that clear. Hey, brother. Hey, loud and clear. But yeah, let's, let's wrap that up right there, lads. It's been a good pod. It's been a good one. Um, ben, uh, pleasure to have you on. Timson, Joe, Babs, um, pleasure for you to have you on as well. Um, yep, guys, make sure you guys are um, interacting using the hashtag and at just Chessie on your thoughts on the podcast. And we'll be back next week. Peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.